your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gino Camilleri here, host of the Locked On Eagles podcast with a post-game takeaway edition where the Eagles fall 27-24 to at the hands of the Los Angeles Chargers in Lincoln Financial Field. Thank you for making the Locked On Eagles podcast your first listen of each and every day, especially after each and every post-game. Let's get right into this game. The Philadelphia Eagles were competitive from start to finish. Just like they were last week against Detroit, after a gashing that they had in Las Vegas, this team has put together two pretty solid performances. And after there was questions about what Nick Sirianni was doing in that middle stretch of the early season, same with Jonathan Gannon, where the defense just couldn't find its footing. They were allowing a ton of yards, which they did today. But situationally, I think both units really came to play in this game. They end up falling 27 to 24 after the Chargers put together two, three impressive drives down the stretch. They weren't forced to punt at all during this game. It looked like the Eagles got a stop on fourth down right there at the end of the game, and they were going to come out and kick a field goal. But Brandon Staley, we know that he is one of the more aggressive head coaches in the NFL, and he really proved that today. He was quick to go for it on fourth down early on in the game. The Eagles ended up holding them on those two fourth downs. They were 0 for 2 coming into that spot late in that game where they really needed to hold them. Justin Herbert gets the first down. Austin Eckler picks up another first down, puts the Chargers right there in contention to win the game. And hats off to the Los Angeles Chargers. Hats off to Justin Herbert. I mean, This kid is unbelievable. I've been telling people that since I was down in Mobile and we saw this kid at the Senior Bowl and there were questions about his leadership. Is he a vocal leader? Is he a guy who can get it done? 32 for 38, 356 passing yards, 9.4 yards per completion, two touchdowns and 123.2 passer rating. Hats off to Justin Herbert, man. They really got it going. Mike Lombardi's offense They knew that the run game wasn't really working early on. The Eagles kind of took that away. Eckler finished with 59 yards on the day, which is, I'd say, a serviceable job, especially in the terms of what this Eagles defense has been doing in that department. They did a better job of that today. They brought in TJ Edwards more to play that run. He was solid, making a ton of tackles when they needed it. Davion Taylor came up big in those moments as well. The run game was there, but once again, an Eagles team allowed a quarterback to go on a tear, completing 32 of 38. Justin Herbert had his way with this Eagles defense. They didn't present them too many different looks on the back end. Justin Herbert kind of saw what he had pre-snap, took it, and executed on it. And when this guy is playing at a top caliber level, and he's one of the better young quarterbacks in the league who can read a defense, who could set up that play action so well. You see that big play action play to Mike Williams. Even when the run game wasn't there, having a quarterback with that type of arm can take the top off a defense. And when the Eagles need help on the back end, 
They definitely need safety help. Need help in the secondary after Darius Slay goes out. You're sitting there looking at, okay, we've taken away the big plays the last couple weeks. And then the Chargers, they hit you with a big play. How do you respond, though? The Eagles' red zone defense, I thought, played exceptionally well today. Early on, setting the tone. That first drive when the Chargers march it down the field, 98 yards they take that ball after the Eagles fail to pick up any yardage right out of the gate. Set up with fantastic field position to create something on defense, maybe get a safety, maybe hold them to good field position. Chargers take the ball right down the field to the two-yard line, and the Eagles held them. They had guys flying to the football today. This is a long way away from the defense that I saw against the Raiders where they weren't around the football. Things were open and guys just weren't getting to the ball carrier. Today, guys were open, but they were holding them short of the first down on occasion. Marcus Epps had a great tackle situationally to do that. Same with TJ Edwards. Yes, they got eaten up down the field. Ben don't break. They eventually started to break a little bit, but in the beginning, they weren't breaking. This game could have got out of hand if they scored on those two drives. They held them on another fourth down where the Chargers were driving as well. This game could have been, what, it was 27 to 24. Realistically, it could have been 41 to 24. Could have got completely out of hand. But the Eagles defense situationally showed up to play today. No, they didn't get any takeaways, and they weren't really around Justin Herbert that much. In terms of the front four, you knew what the weapon was for the Chargers. It was going to be Justin Herbert. He completed a bunch of his passes, but you took away a lot of things down the field outside of that big Mike Williams shot. You kept things in front of you. You kept things short of the sticks. At times where you thought they were going to pick up a first down, you had holes. You had guys that were able to be in the right place at the right time and make a good play. On the defensive front, They were iffy in terms of pass rush. They never really got to Justin Herbert today. But against the run, they made the Chargers throw. I don't know if that's exactly the formula you want to have, but a big weakness that the Eagles defense has had and it has been a glaring weakness for this team was the run game. And they did a good job today. Held the Chargers to 89 rush yards. Situationally, that run to Justin Herbert wasn't great. That long run to Austin Eckler wasn't great as well. But they did their job in terms of not allowing those explosive plays from the run game, which they have allowed time after time after time the first eight weeks of the season. I was glad to see them buck up in the run. But, and it's a big but, the NFL is a passing league. And when a quarterback can march down the field continuously on you, you only really have one true coverage threat after Avante Maddox goes out. He... he, Barely returned to the game there in the end stretch. He had a lingering injury from the beginning of the game. Darius Slay goes out. Zach McPherson's in there. Steven Nelson is playing iffy ball. On the back end, they didn't really create too many mismatches with their coverage. They weren't really disguising things. They weren't loading up the line of scrimmage and popping guys back into coverage. Honestly, at times, the coverage was truly baffling. At one point, it was a big third down play. And all of a sudden, Derek Barnett's covering a tight end. And easily, they pick that third down up. And you're left scratching your head with Jonathan Gannon. Because, yes, 
he does make good calls situationally, but at the same time, another game where an offense almost scores 30 points. The quarterback nearly completed 100% of his passes. He was six passes away from completing 100% of his passes. The defense did their job enough today to put them in a position to win, but to not have one punt out of the Chargers, I, I think that's another inexcusable situation. I mean, you have to get off the field one time. If they get off the field one time, the way the Eagles' offense was moving the ball down the stretch, and yes, early on, uh, they weren't moving it too well, but when it mattered in the second half, I mean, Jalen Hurts was he was sharp on his passes. He was picking up every third down when it came to recognizing the blitz. He would get out and had that one somersault first down and got the touchdowns when it mattered. The defense didn't give them a chance. Like, I would have loved to see what would have happened if they could have got off the field there late in that game with the way Jalen Hurts and that offense was chugging along. It was fourth and one with about a minute 20-some-odd seconds left. They hold him, and then they come out, and Justin Herbert picks up that first down, and it's all said and done from there. But all in all, the defense holding the Chargers to under 30 points, yes, 27 points, is close. You did stop them early to some field goals when it mattered, but the quarterback on the other side of the ball was making bigger plays when it, it came to be, and the defense just wasn't stopping it. The defense on the other side of the ball, the Chargers, they came to play early on. They were able to get the Eagles offense in a precarious position early on, but then the story started to change a little bit. And if you were watching that game today and you saw that story play out, I hope you were doing it with DirecTV Stream. Because if you were like me yesterday during college football, I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. There were tons of Top five FCS matchups. My Oregon Ducks won a big game. Michigan State goes down. I'm looking all over for all my remotes. And then I remember in the back of my head, I have direct TV stream. And it probably sounds familiar to you when you're watching sports or you're at home and somebody wants to watch something else that isn't sports. You have to find a way to do that. So today, instead of having all that cl clutter in your house, there's an easy way to do it. And you got to get direct TV stream. No hassle. You get all your TV together. Brings you live TV on demand. All your favorites are together like never before. You can watch sports, movies, and all shows in your favorite place. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another laptop, tablet, maybe even another phone or TV. I got three in my living room. I got to have DirecTV Stream. It's essential for me. And there's no contract. I'm not somebody that likes to get locked in if a product doesn't work. But let me tell you, DirecTV Stream is going nowhere anytime soon in the Camillary household. Get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your team together, TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Welcome on in, everybody, to the second part of this post-game takeaway edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Gino Camilleri, your host of the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Hopefully you're making the Locked On Eagles podcast your first listen of each and every day. And if you're a fan of another team, make sure you are listening to those teams as well. If you're a fan of many teams like myself, Yankees, Oregon Ducks, we got you covered. Go to the network. We have every show five days a week, and that's what we're doing here 
on the Locked On Eagles podcast. And right now, we are continuing our discussion about this Eagles loss, 27-24, to at the hands of the Los Angeles Chargers. I got into a uh, long soliloquy about the defense and how they were almost there and how they just could have got one punt that might have changed that game for the better. Because early on, the Eagles' offense wasn't working. The Eagles' defense was able to hold them to a field goal, able to hold them to some stops in the red zone, get that fourth down turnover. They set their offense up in some good positions, and then the offense was able to execute down the stretch. That's what I wanted to see. And not when the game's out of hand, but when it's a one-score football game. This was a one-score football game the entire way through. This line in Vegas, bet online, if you if you haven't gone there as well, we had six picks each, me and Lou, today for our LOE, LOE3, and we did very, very well. But Vegas had this at minus three to open the week in terms of the Chargers being the favorites. This game ended at a pick em. People knew that this was going to be a close game. It never really got out of hand for either team, and it was because the Eagles' offense, and if you listen to the crossover show on Thursday, I said, if you don't get into these stretches where it's three and out, first down, and then a three and out, a fumble, interception, you do that five, six drives in a row, you're not going to ever really be in football games. And we saw that against a team like Tampa Bay, against a team like Dallas, against the the Raiders. They were never really in those games outside of coming back late in a couple of them. Today, they were in it the whole way through. At halftime, you're looking good. I mean, it's it's a close game. You've held them close. In the beginning, you were able to drive down the field. You got a touchdown. Not, er, not right in the beginning of the game. Early on in the game when it mattered, they needed first quarter points. They didn't get any first quarter points. Able to go into the second quarter. You get points there. You tie the game up. It's 7-7. It's anyone's game at that point. You're moving the ball okay, but the couple things that really set them back and when you're playing good teams and very good teams and teams that are going to compete in the playoffs, in these one-score games, you have you have to capitalize on even the smallest of margins. The first drive, that third down miss to Dallas Goddard, yes, there was pressure in Jalen Hurts' face, but he got that ball away clean before he was hit. He just has to put that on the money, and you're set up in the red zone once again early on, continuing what you did in Detroit. Offense is looking good early. Maybe you have a a way to capitalize there and get an early touchdown. And then the one play to Devontae Smith in the back of the end zone where he's open and you're in the red zone and you have to get those points and you can't keep kicking field goals. Jalen Hurts doesn't hit Devontae Smith and – I had tweeted it out at that point that this might come back to haunt them. Those few points that they left on the board, if they were able to score a touchdown on that one drive to Devontae Smith, there's your four points right there, and you win 28-27. to We'll see what plays out at the end of the game there with the Chargers and what their situational play calling is in terms of kicking the field goal or marching on towards the end zone, which they probably would have done. You look at it and you say, what could have been? A missed opportunity there, right? But let's not dwell on that. We can talk about the X's and O's and everything that happened throughout this game in the week. I want to talk about the good stuff that the offense has done 
since last week, and I wasn't on the microphone last week. I was traveling back from New York. I wasn't able to say how impressed with that offense I was today. Once again, hats off to that offense. Hats off to Nick Sirianni. Hats off to Jim Hurts. Hats off to the running backs. Hats off to the offensive line. The wide receivers, especially Devontae Smith, showed up when it mattered. Dallas Goddard is going to emerge as one of the top tight ends in this league. And you can see for two games in a row now, a bit of an identity, a bit of what they are, a bit of what they could be and what they are growing to be. I also had tweeted out that this Eagles offense reminds me of a service academy. And those of you not familiar with college football, Air Force, Navy, and Army, the three service academy schools, all run the triple option. They rarely pass, but they hammer the ball in the run game. Their quarterbacks can always run. They're athletes. That's what it turned out to be today, once again, after last week's performance, where you ran the ball exceptionally well. You continue to do that early on after those first two pass-happy drives. Nick Sirianni settled in, goes on a streak of calling 11 of 12 plays as runs. Jordan Howard finishes with 71 yards. Jalen Hurts finishes with 62 yards. Boston Scott finishes with 40. Kenny Gainwell with three. Buddy also had a touchdown, so that's big for him as well. Your running backs contribute for two of the three touchdowns that were scored in this game. Jalen Hurts picks one up on the ground as well. So once again, once again in this game, your run game is the identity. It's okay in the NFL to run the football well and wear teams down and keep the ball out of Justin Herbert's hands or good quarterbacks that you are going to continue to go against. That's a recipe for success. Though when the pass game comes and the throws are there, they have to be made. And that's what I'm talking about in these these fair margin games where it's a one-score game. Jalen Hurts, yes, he played well down the stretch, has that big touchdown pass to Devontae Smith. If he had two, if he had two, that would have changed the game. And I can't be mad of what he did in the second half. But you think back and plays early in the game of what could have been and what could have been the end result. That could have been the game winner right there. But to do what he did on those last few drives, that touchdown pass to Devontae Smith, that throw from Jalen Hurts was exceptional. The throw to the sidelines for Devontae Smith on that long, long down where you couldn't even see the first down marker in the screen, picks that up, sits well in pressure, keeps his eyes down the field. If he continues to do that, which early on in the game he did as well, he was settling in well. He kept his eyes down the field. He was able to make that nice throw going to his left across his body to Dallas Goddard early on. And there I'm saying, this is what we are talking about. This is what Lou and I are talking about with Jalen. If he figures out those small details, the meat is on the bone. You just have to cook it to the right temperature and cut it up and eat it. You got to take what's there. And today they left a little bit of meat on the bone. But in the second half, they battled. They capitalized on all the drives that they needed. Let's just take a look at their second half drives. I mean, it was a... Good performance in the first half, but they really capped it off well in the second half. So, 
it goes field goal from the Chargers, a punt from the Eagles, a touchdown from the Chargers, an 85-yard touchdown drive from the Eagles, another touchdown for the Chargers, another 10-play 78-yard drive from the Eagles to tie it up at 24-24, to and then the Chargers end the game with that long drive of their own. But that score, that late, in position to win against the caliber of a team like the Chargers, count me in for this matchup every Sunday. I won't get upset at the Philadelphia Eagles if these are the results. I was pleased with what they did today. I enjoyed watching this game. I didn't walk away from it saying, dang, that was a waste of time. After last week in Detroit, I loved that game too. And two weeks in a row we're sitting here, okay, you blew out Detroit. Close game against the Chargers. You still have two big games coming up against the Denver Broncos and then against a Saints team who just lost to Atlanta today, who you dominated early on in the season, and they have Trevor Simeon at quarterback. This team needed to take two out of these three games. It's okay to lose this game today and to do it in the manner that they did because they could continue to build on this, continue to show their identity as a running team and make teams beat you that way. If the Eagles offensive line is going to dominate the way they did today and the Eagles running backs and Jordan Howard can pick up five yards a clip, you have a recipe for success. It's just making sure you capitalize on every single time you have that open pass. They did it in the second half today. It was just that first half jitters really got to them on some of the throws that should have been there. But all in all, with this game, I'm very pleased with what happened from start to finish. You lose this game late. A better team drives the ball down the field on you situationally. There's only so many times you're going to hold this good of an offense on fourth down, and it just happened to be on that last fourth down of the game. Today, the Eagles fall 27-24 to fall to 3-6 and six on the season at the hands of the Los Angeles Chargers, losing another game at Lincoln Financial Field where the Philadelphia Eagles are 0-4 on the season. Not great if you're a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. It might upset you a little bit, but if you have an upset stomach, I got something to help you out. I'm starving right now, and let me tell you, as soon as this is done, I'm going to eat all the Built Bars I have in my cabinet. If you haven't tried Built Bar today, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. It's it's candy. I'm, I'm just saying that. It is literal candy. You have to try one of these fantastic bars for yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, taste like you're eating a literal piece of chalk, and it's very hard to choke down. Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more than just an experience. It's one that you'll enjoy, just like that Eagles game today. And last week, I enjoyed those as well as I do eating Built Bars. You would swear you're eating candy out of a jar. They're low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, high in protein, all the health benefits on top of being purely just delicious. There's so many flavors. You know that they're having limited time flavors come out every three to four days on top of their regular flavors that they have all the time. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, chocolate almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. And for those listeners today, you can go to built.com using the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at 
Built Bar. And while you're eating a Built Bar, you're probably flicking through your phone to put in some bets. And there's no better place to do that that than at betonline.ag. They're back and better than ever with their new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website today to sign up using the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's free money that you can use to bet on basketball, football, put in some baseball futures for next year now that the season is over. NHL's in full swing. You got boxing and UFC every single weekend. Go play your favorite Vegas casino games like myself. Always putting down 24 on roulette. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome on back, everybody, here to this post-game edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, here to finish up this edition of the show. The first of the week, me and Lou will be back here for four more episodes, taking you into Broncos week. We will finish up talking about this game the next few days, a few of the takeaways, a few of the X's and O's once we can go back and watch this game. But at first glance... I was pleased with the result of this Philadelphia Eagles result. We knew that this is a rebuilding team. We knew that, yes, we did talk about the playoffs a few days ago on the show, but this team was never really going to compete for the playoffs. And even if they did, they probably would be a sacrificial lamb to an extent having to go against one of the better teams in the NFC. But to play the way they played the last two weeks, especially especially after playing the way they did in Las Vegas, makes me believe that they have something to build on, something an ember to start with Nick Sirianni. They're getting behind the message. They're getting behind the identity of what the team is. Yes, they do have playmakers at wide receiver, but they're going to say, okay, Jordan Howard just picked up from the practice squad. If you're the best part of this team right now, the most efficient part of this offense, we're going to continue to run the ball. And why not? Why not play to the strengths of your team? Early on in the season, they weren't really playing to the strengths of Jalen Hurts and this offense. There were stretches where they weren't running the ball. Jalen Hurts was having an astronomical amount of attempts in games. They weren't giving him situations to win football games. The defense was always playing on their toes, allowing tons of points because the offense couldn't stay on the field. Today, at times, you had drives that completely kept the Chargers off the field and keeping your biggest threat in Justin Herbert away from the football. That's a game plan that worked at defense, your offensive game plan. You went against one of the worst rush defense. You knew it was a problem with them. You knew it's your strong suit after last week, and you continued to follow that up. And then to sprinkle in what they did down the stretch, where they allowed Jalen Hurts to see the offense, read the field, and he saw it. He had some remarkable throws, that amazing touchdown pass to Devontae Smith. But then at times, at times, the times he needed to, not when he wanted to and not when he put his eyes down and broke away from the the clean pocket. No, at times when there was a free Joey Bosa and there's free rushers coming at him, 
on blitzes, he took advantage of it and used his feet to keep them in position to keep the ball and move it down the field. And that's all you can ask for from Jalen Hurts. Continue to find out what he is. Take care of the football. Pick up yards when you need to, when you need to, with your feet. But then capitalize on those throws that need to be made. He did that in the second half. I really just wish we would have had one more drive to see what he could have did. Or he hit Devontae Smith on that early drive, which probably would have changed the game a little bit going down the stretch. I would have to give this game a, a B from the Eagles overall. Uh, the end result, not getting a, a W, is it's, it stinks when you lose a one-score game where you really should have been in and you thought you had chances to win it, and they did have chances, and they held the Chargers to 27 points, which I thought would be probably around 35 to 36 uh, with the way the defense has been playing. I really didn't know what they would get. But to walk away from a game where your offense played well, made plays when it mattered, the defense held them early on, put your offense in a good field position outside of the very first drive where it was terrible field position. But moving on from there, they set them up for success down the road. I like where this team is going. I think today is a huge step forward and a huge continuation off of what they did last week. We're now seeing two games in a row where they played good, fundamental, hard-hitting, athletic, smart football. That hits principle is really coming to fruition here in the last couple weeks. Going into Denver, somebody who just blew out, and I emphasize blew out, the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. It's not going to be easy. But you're taking on another AFC West opponent, and you know what it'll take to win that game, especially after you knew what it took to lose today. Now you go into next week, and now you move forward knowing what it is to win good football games against good opponents down the stretch when it matters in the clutch. The Eagles fall 27-24 to at the hands of the Los Angeles Chargers. Lou and I will have tons more coverage on this game especially. We will start to talk about Broncos week here in my new home of Denver, Colorado, when they take on the Broncos next week, who once again blew out the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. You can always find us on Twitter at GC24 underscore football, at Lockdown Birds, at DBSLOE is my co host. You can always find any podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network where you should always make the Peacock and Williamson show your second listen of each and every day. Matt Williamson, Brian Peacock, the best duo on this brand, are delivering a great show each and every week. 30 minutes, they're going to deliver the hard-hitting news in the NFL. What's going on? They will be talking about this Eagles game. It's a big win for the Chargers. But for me, I'm proud to be an Eagles fan in what they did today. I think that's a good takeaway, and I'm proud to be talking on this mic about this team once again. Nick Sariani and company, hats off to all those guys. You can continue to hear us here each and every week on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Odyssey, wherever you find your podcast, find us on YouTube, find written work on Fox 43. That'll do it for me, Gino Camilleri, your host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast here on this post game edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. 
Thank you for joining us. Thank you for downloading and subscribing to the show. I'm Gino Camilleri. Fly, Eagles, fly.